athletic competition. It can easily be broken down into two parts. The minutes or hours it takes to complete the event. Then weeks, months, and years of joy or heartbreak. Finally, the decades to analyze and debate it. From the press box to press row, Donald Ware will break it all down for you with an in-depth look at historically black college athletics, as well as the biggest news stories and newsmakers of the day. It's time to talk the talk with those who walk the walk. From the press box to press row, here's your host, Donald Ware. Welcome to another edition of the program. However, you may be listening and wherever you may be listening while you may be listening on one of our radio stations across the country. Let's see, how far do we go west? Oregon, those listening to us in Oregon on the numbers FM 96.7. How about in Missouri, Kansas City, to be exact, on KCPZ since the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl, those listening to us on Sirius XM, channels 141, 142, and 84. Those listening to us around the world at BoxToRow.com or one of our internet affiliates. Thank you for making the program a part of your day. I am your host, Donald Ware. Say to one of our affiliates, and I mentioned uh, the numbers FM going out to Oregon because we're going to be live in Los Angeles on this Saturday at the Clash at the Coliseum. NASCAR's exhibition race. It's it's an exhibition, right? But you're going to have drivers in the race. I mean, I'm looking forward very much to this, and I'm going to give you more details. But, I mean, it's an exhibition, but you're going to have drivers like Denny Hamlin. You're going to have a Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson. You're going to have a Kyle Busch, uh, Kevin Harvick, uh, Brad Kozlowski. You're going to have a Joey Logano. Orion Blaney, Bubba Wallace, Tyler Reddick, all of them and more going to be at the Clash at the Coliseum. That race is taking place on Sunday on Fox, but we're doing a live show on Saturday. So Saturday, 4 p.m. Eastern, Saturday, 4 p.m. Eastern, that's 3 p.m. Central Time, that is 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Box to Row YouTube page. So lock The Box to Row YouTube page in right now. Set a reminder and check us out. We're going to be going live 1 p.m. local time, meaning 1 p.m. Pacific. That's 4 p.m. Eastern time, 3 p.m. Central time on the Box to Row YouTube page. Check us out. We're going to have plenty of guests. We're going to have some of the drivers that are participating uh, going live with some of them. And we're going to have some other guests as well so you don't want to miss out on our live show again we're going to be talking about it today throughout the course of the program because we're going to do something a little bit different today here on the show yes we're going to talk some Super Bowl at the Super Bowl matchup we'll probably get into that a little bit more next week we'll wrap up the NFC and AFC championship games the winners obviously the Eagles and the Chiefs I went 0-2 I picked wrong on both with that being said again 4 p.m. Eastern, 
3 p.m. Central Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time, this Saturday on the Box to Row YouTube page. We're live from L.A. And I'm going to tell you what, I, I, my understanding, we haven't, you know, once we get the, once we get set up over at the Coliseum, our uh, our our background, our, my, my understanding or our backdrop is going to be absolutely hot. Plus, we know our guests are going to be hot as well. So check us out. Listen, on today's program, speaking of uh, NASCAR, we're going to replay some of the great interviews that we've had with some of the great drivers or some of the great conversations, I should say, that we've had with some of the great drivers over the years here on this program. So you'll hear from a Bubba Wallace. Um, You'll hear from others. And one is not even a driver. You're going to hear from Joe Gibbs, former Washington Redskins head coach, three-time Super Bowl winner, and a NASCAR Hall of Famer as well. Joe Gibbs Racing has done some tremendous things in NASCAR for NASCAR. And so we're going to do that in honor. Uh, well, not really in honor, but to, to kind of talk about the fact that, again, we're going to be live from the Coliseum. I'm looking forward to the race on Sunday. May be able to get down right on the track. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Very much looking forward to it. So um, Super Bowl, we got the matchup between the Chiefs and the Eagles uh, listen, uh, with respect to the Eagles and 49ers game last week, yes, Brock Purdy goes down. I don't think that would have mattered. I think the way that the the, the start that the Eagles got off to, I think their defense um, was tremendous, but their offense was good as well, and San Francisco really could not do um, a, whole, a, a whole lot. But, I mean, you, when you're having to bring in a, you know, another quarterback, Johnson, he gets hurt. Right, you got to go back to Purdy, who can't really throw. He's going to be out for six months. I think it's a, I think it's what is it, a UCL tear? So he's going to be out for six months. I mean, I guess he'll be he'll he's going to miss if he's out for six months. He's going to miss some of training camp. So uh, we'll see how long it takes him to come back. And but of course, you you know you still have you know other quarterbacks in the mix there. Trey Lance, uh, Garoppolo. I'm not sure what Garoppolo's contract situation is like, but it should be interesting. But anyway. I just think the 49, the uh, Eagles were dominating, right? You look at a guy like a Javon Hargrave, defensive tackle out of South Carolina State, was absolutely tremendous along with the rest of the defense in the game. Jalen Hurts, did, you know, he, I mean, did he put up the spectacular numbers? No, but at the end of the day, he was efficient, didn't turn the ball over, and that's what you want in a dominating performance. I look on the other side, and in some respects, Give the Chiefs credit. I think the I think the Bengals got robbed in a lot of respects. You have a couple of plays. Uh, you you know that 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 play was crucial uh, when when uh, Mahomes was running, uh, got out of bounds, was hit by the Bengals player, got an extra fifteen yards, so it became a forty. I think it was forty five yard field goal instead of uh, or forty yard field goal instead of fifty five or sixty, whatever it was going to be. Where in the pregame the kicker was not hitting. Uh, from that distance, um, but there was uh, not similar, but there was a roughing the passer call. I thought that uh, the referees missed uh, that went against or would have should have gone against uh, Joe Burrow, meaning he should have gotten that penalty. I thought nobody hurt. Well, n- n- I guess the players on the field didn't hear the whistle. Apparently, the whistle blew on a third down, um, and the uh, the Bengals had gotten off the field. Uh, getting ready to get the ball, and they essentially had to replay 
third down. Now, the Bengals still got off the field. As a matter of fact, I think they got better field position because they sacked Mahomes. But it was it was that those two plays and then another play. I mean, it was just just a bad day uh, for the Eagles who didn't, or excuse me, for the the um, not the the uh, Bengals who had their opportunities. I think the Bengals had their opportunities. Did the roughing the passer penalty, which it definitely was, and I felt bad. Osai, I think, is his name. I felt so bad for him because he was. I mean, he was boohooing on the sideline, and nobody was around for a good little while to kind of console him. And, I mean, he made a bad play. Did that play lose them the game? No, it was crucial. They had, meaning the Bengals, other opportunities. I just think, I mean, man, you just got to be smarter than that. Uh, but I think in that you know, particular moment, he must have sat in that bench 10, 15 minutes just boohooing. But that's not necessarily the reason that the Bengals – Lost that football game. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, I mean, what what more can you say on a high ankle sprain was absolutely fantastic. You see how he threaded the needle. I don't remember what touchdown pass it was, but he got he zipped that ball right as the defensive back just missed get I mean a split second. It had it been a split second sooner, that ball would have at the minimum have been tipped. Uh, so, I mean, Mahomes is really, really good. I mean, I'm going to have some thoughts on the Eagles and the Chiefs. I mean, 0-2 this week after the first week going 6-0 and and then last week going 3-1 and and then going 0-2. Um, it doesn't sit well with me, so we'll see what happens with the Super Bowl. So many things surrounding the Super Bowl. Um, I'm, I, listen, I'm, 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 I'm all about sports. I, I love entertainment, too. You guys know that here. If you listen to this program for any amount of time, I mean, you know that too. But, I mean, I'm looking forward to Rihanna's performance. I mean, she hasn't done a whole lot of music uh, lately. So to be able to, well, of course she had the this, the uh, this song, which is very powerful, on the uh, Black Panther um, uh, 2, in essence, soundtrack. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward uh, to that, uh, to seeing her in that performance in the Super Bowl. So we've got the Super Bowl set. Uh, we've got some uh, replays. Uh, we're going to hear from Bubba Wallace. Uh, you're going to hear from Joe Gibbs. You're going to hear from a couple others uh, as we get you set for our live broadcast from the Clash at the Coliseum and our live broadcast Saturday. It's going to be this Saturday, 4 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Central Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Box to Row YouTube page, and you can also go to our website at BoxToRow.com uh, to get to the Box to Row YouTube page. And speaking of the National Football League, Sean Payton, now the new head coach of the Denver Broncos. That should be very, very interesting with Russell Wilson, who had an absolute, I mean, he had, he had clearly the worst season of his life. D'Amico Ryans, now former defensive coordinator for the 49ers, now the head coach of the Houston Texans. So a, a black coach is hired, even though the Texans uh, have gotten rid of, uh, of black head coaches in back-to-back years. But D'Amico Ryans, the head coach now of the Texans. Relax, sit back, and enjoy more of the program. Congrats! To the EST for retaining her title. Against the wall. 
Hey y'all, it is the EST of WWE. The strongest, the fastest, the roughest, the toughest, the quickest, the greatest, the best on Box to Row. Tune in if you want to catch the best BEST interview ever. The old renaissance is the new renaissance. Standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company. Uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way, Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whip Beer, the neighborhood original. Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. Served in total wine all over North Carolina. Fresh market in North Carolina and Virginia. Weaver Street Market in Raleigh, Durham, Carborough, and Hillsborough. You can also purchase in Durham at Zwelly's, Saltbox, Sam's Bottle Shop, and Bull McCabe's. And in Greensboro at Elm Street Lounge and Cooper's Ale House. Greece is cheap. But the airfare costs a fortune. Paris? Not much closer. And again, airfare... What about Puerto Vallarta? Let's face it, flying anywhere is just too expensive. Wait, what's this? Low-cost airlines. With one call to low-cost airlines, you'll drastically slash your travel costs. We're talking insanely low airline prices to any of your favorite destinations. Where would you like to go? London, Rome, Costa Rica, Australia? Wow, that's cheap. So why wait? Call now to learn how crazy cheap it is to fly anywhere in the U.S. or international. Our prices are so low, we can't publish them. The only way to get them is to call to instantly hear the most amazing best deals on airlines travel. It's that easy. So call now and start packing. 800-303-3398. 800-303-3398. That's 800-303-3398. Can your IRA stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is at our doorsteps? By allocating a percentage of your IRA into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from turbulent markets and economic downturns by putting your IRA back on the gold standard. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Call now for your free gold and silver report. Protect your IRA today with one simple phone call and learn how to qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver. Call Genesis Gold Group, empowering faith-driven stewardship. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. That's 800-932-5517. The others pretend you're listening to the show that brings you up close and personal. Up close and personal. With the biggest names in sports and entertainment. Here's the man to bring it to you, Donald Ware. Welcome back to the program. Hit us up via Twitter at BoxToRow, B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W. Again, join us 
On Saturday, we're going to be at The Clash at the Coliseum doing a live show Saturday, 4 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Central Time, 1 p.m. Pacific. On the Box to Row YouTube page, you can live chat to us. You can also hit us up via Twitter, uh, and we'll read some of your tweets. Hope you'll join us and tell a friend as well. We're going to have uh, some great guests uh, lined up, some of the drivers and others as well. One of the drivers we hope to have lined up, Bubba Wallace, the only black driver on the Cup Series circuit. As a matter of fact, he got a win on last year at the Hollywood Casino 400 in Kansas. He has two wins now uh, in his career. He finished 19th, which was the best finish of his career. And I think when you look at that win, okay, you go back to October of last year and the win, even though he didn't, you know, he started out um, a little bit slow to finish uh, the best of his career. I think we're looking at him getting better, right? 21 win, 22 uh, uh, with the win. And I, was it, um, I can't remember, did, was it 21 or 20? Was it 21 or 19 maybe that he finished second in the um, Daytona 500? So he's getting better. He's coming around, and we hope to have him. But we caught up with him after his win in 2021, the first on the Cup Series circuit, and had a chance to talk with him about that big victory. Thank you, brother. How are you? Doing good, man. I know last time we saw you was Media Day, uh, Daytona 500, uh, right. 2020, right right before yeah. the pandemic. Yeah. But I want to go here. Um, your thoughts on winning your first Cup Series race at Talladega? Man, it's... Uh... It's, it's a dream come true. Uh, finally, you know, I don't know why I waited so long. <laughs> um, but no, I just, uh, just, man, just proud of, of everybody. Uh, happy for my team. Happy for my family. Uh, proud of myself. You know, that's the biggest thing. Got to have some self-appreciation in there. And, and uh, you know, our, our partners involved, uh, McDonald's, you know, Root, DoorDash, Columbia, uh, Dr. Pepper. I mean, it's, it's, it's a win for everybody, and that's what's so important that we were able to accomplish that as a team. And it's a huge team effort. Everything we do week in and week out is all a team effort. And so um, just happy for them. Yeah. Must, of course, mention that Bubba does drive the number 23 for uh, 2311, as a matter of that's fact, right. and we'll talk more about that. Take me through the emotion. It's a rain delay. You know, I had a chance to see your emotion. You hit the let's go, you know, when you found yeah. out that you won. Just take us through that. Yeah, I was excited, man. You know, once we got the official word that the race was uh, was over, it it, uh, it sunk in immediately, knowing that we were a winner in the Cup Series, just, uh, just very humbling. And, uh, you know, I was able to celebrate with the team there. That meant a lot to me. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of people on our team, uh, it was their first win. So uh, it was super cool for them. So. Uh, we're, we're all enjoying it at this time. Yeah, a lot of hugs, certainly all the way um, around. Did it mean, because it was at Talladega, and, and of course the, the noose incident that happened, you know, some 16 months uh, ago, a lot made of that. But did it mean more because you won there because of that incident that happened last year? Uh, no, you know, it, I just I had a feeling that we were going to, that we were going to win uh, on Friday or Saturday. Uh, just had that feeling. 
and uh, it, and it made perfect sense. It was like, man, Talladega here, you know, it's it's 16 months, everything that's gone on, you know, it just makes too much sense not to. Um, and so to be able to see it come to fruition, I wish I was good enough to do that with a lottery ticket, you know, which one's going to win. Um, but, you know, we hit the lottery. We hit the lottery on Monday, and uh, we're, we're, we're riding that that uh, emotional roller coaster all the way out. Yeah. Take us through the race, you know, just your abilities, obviously, in the race, but the ability to be able to, be able to take that lead right yeah. before the rain delay came about. Yeah, so we knew we were racing to uh, to halfway. Uh, and sometimes it was like, hey, you know, it's not going to rain at all. We're going to race this full thing out. But and it was such a dark cloud right behind turn one. And I was like, oh, I think I think the rain is near. And so we uh, we made the right calls to uh, to get up to where we were. Freddie did an awesome job on top of the box or on top of the uh, spotter stand to uh, to get us where we needed to be, get us in the right line. Tell me where the energy was coming from, top, middle, bottom. And uh, it worked out. And as soon as that caution fell, it started raining. So it was just a perfect storm. Of course, Bubba Wallace drives the number 23 for 2311 Racing, joins us here on Box to Row. Bubba, take us through last year and, and, you know, what sort of that was like for you. Yeah, last year was tough. Last year was a lot uh, emotionally, um, you know, mentally. It was it was a lot to handle. But, you know, you surround yourself with the right people to help you navigate through those uh, troubling times. It makes it a little bit easier. Um, you definitely are able to learn and grow from who you are and from what's going on uh, to get you to where you need to be. And uh, it makes you appreciate those moments a little bit better, especially in times like now where you can look back and reflect on how far you've come and, and look at how far you got to go. You know, it, it's interesting for you. And, and I know you, we've talked about this with, you know, with mental health. And I know you were dealing a lot with that in 2019 and you, and you spoke on that. But I know, at least reading, you had to get off of social media for a little yeah. while in terms of reading social media, but yeah. to be more specific. Yeah. You, to your point, like you can't satisfy everybody. And even though you yeah. go out and do great things, man, people are still going to hate. I mean, can, can you talk yeah. about that and just having to sort of get away from that a bit? Yeah, yeah. I've been off my main pages. Uh, I'll check in every once in a while. Uh, I've been on it a little bit this week just to see all the, the, the positive outreach. Um, but I've been off my main pages for uh, two, three months now. And, uh, that's been, that's been a huge mental gain for me. Just, uh, getting away from all the BS that you got to go through and, and, and read about. Um, but now I just sit back and laugh looking at all of it right now. <laughs> yeah, no question about it. You should be laughing. I, I mean, I know. you know, big win, but you know, the thing about it, like you've continued to progress. I mean, last year you look at 2020, you know, a tough year for you, but it was your best finish on the, the Cup Series. I know maybe this year's have been a little bit of a challenge, but at the end of the day, at least you've got one race. We've still got more races to go, but you've got one yeah. win under your belt. Yeah, no, no doubt. Just continue to get better. Um, you learn a lot, and it, it's super tough. Uh, if you don't have all the stars aligned, then it's, it's very hard to win. And, uh, man, the stars were just aligned perfectly. They were shining bright for Monday for us to go out and capitalize on. It just worked out. And so, uh, this, this sport teaches you a lot about patience, um, helps you grow as a driver and as a competitor. And uh, it's cool to say that I'm a Cup Series winner. That's right. The one and only Bubba Wallace joins us here on the program for you. You know, now you're under 23 
11 racing you were under richard petty racing for all yeah. of those years i mean to I mean to me that's that's amazing because you're under richard petty racing one of the great drivers of all time you come now to 2311 yeah. MJ's one of the greatest athletes of all time and Denny yeah. Hamlin's one of the greatest yeah. racers. So that's a great combination. Speak to that and being part of this team now. Yeah, no, my, my, uh, my cup career has been uh, quite the illustrious names uh, <laughs> right. on the resume. And so uh, I, I appreciate the opportunities, man. I, um, you know, I have people that believe in me that trust in me to go out and, and get the job done. And it's, it's super cool. It's, it's, it's humbling. It's, it's inspiring to have people on those calibers that, that have that faith and, and, and trust in me to go out and do what I can do. So I appreciate them. I give it my all each and every time, no matter who I'm driving for, we're going to go out and try to go for wins each and every lap. Last two thoughts. Why was last year the right time for you to call upon NASCAR to ban the Confederate flag? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I had enough time to sit sit back and, and look from afar at what, you know, other people were saying that, that wanted to be a part of our sport or that didn't want to be a part of our sport because of, of the Confederate flag. And it was like, okay, I got time today. And um, it's it's something that I took upon my shoulders to uh, to go out and, and make a make a deal about. And uh, hats off to NASCAR for, for following suit and uh, realizing it, it as well to, uh, to get it, the Confederate flag out of here to really show that, hey, that's not what we're about. You know, we're way more than that. Let's, let's give, let's give the, the opportunity to, uh, to show what we're about. And then what you got, Charlotte this weekend? Is that? That's right. Right. So, and, and is that Saturday? Is that a Saturday race? Sunday race. It's a Sunday. Okay. So, so at yeah. least you have that. But see, you know, generally you'll have the seven days, but now you got six because of the race yeah. on Monday, but talk about Charlotte's yeah. oval track. Yeah, that's, it's not the oval. It's the Roval. It's the road. Roval, yes. Oh yeah. It's uh man. It's, it's wild. It's going to be crazy. Uh, the margin of error is so small. So you have to be definitely on top of your P's and Q's um, even dying your eyes and crossing your T's because it's, it's tricky. So we'll uh, go out and give it our all, go have some fun and ride the momentum train out. Bubba Wallace joining us back in October of 2021, a tough year that year. Uh, started out a little bit tough in terms of some wins and finishes uh, this year, but uh, all in all, a uh, top 20 finish, the best in 19, as a matter of fact, the first time uh, or the highest finish of his career. And I think uh, this year promises to be an even better year for Bubba Wallace. So again, again, want you to check out our live broadcast from the Clash at the Coliseum. We're broadcasting live on Saturday, a live version of the show. Box to Row Saturday, this Saturday, on the Box to Row YouTube page, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 Central and 1 Pacific. want you to check that out. Tell a couple of friends and check us out live on the Box to Row YouTube page. You can uh, put your comments in the chat. Uh, you can hit us up via Twitter or social media, Twitter. Uh, you can hit us up via uh, Instagram at box to row B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W. Uh, also, on my personal Twitter account, at D-Ware1, at D-Ware1. So we're looking forward to having a great time. Still to come here again, replaying some of the conversations we've had with NASCAR drivers and also Joe Gibbs, 
uh, Joe Gibbs conversation we had with him three years ago, as a matter of fact, in person in Charlotte as he was uh, getting ready to be inducted into the NASCAR Hall of Fame, as well as a conversation with last year's winner, Joey Logano, and a conversation with Denny Hamlin and Chase Elliott. You're listening to From the Press Box to Press Row. That is the voice of Steph Curry. Your progress from Davidson to now with Golden State. Where I've come from in high school into a small D1 college at Davidson. Uh, it's a great story and uh, I'm just having fun you know, living my dream and riding the ride. That, of course, the voice of Bianca Belair. EST is in the building. And that's what Sasha Banks and I are going to do. We're going to uh, WrestleMania. We're going to create history. We're going to be the first two black females to have a title match at WrestleMania. I always say representation is it's not a request. It's a requirement, and I'm going to, to try to become SmackDown Miss Champion. But it's more than just creating a moment and becoming a champion. Just by us standing in the ring, we are representation for women and for Black women. And so that's an amazing feeling to be able to be that, be that person and be on that platform and the greatest of them all. And and be able to create history. It's just, it's an honor. That is the voice of Kevin Durant. I'm excited I get to play for them. They support us in everything we do. You know, it's a joy to, you know, go to work and, and know that you're going to be, uh, you know, they're going to cheer for you as loud as they can, no matter who you're playing. I'm talking about none other than Serena Williams. That was definitely one of the better matches I've ever played. I've had it just like that. You know, I was really focused. Just really, you know, excited. Rob Manfred is the commissioner of Major League Baseball players that have been accused in their career of using performance-enhancing drugs, should they be in the Baseball Hall of Fame? I'm going to focus on one word in your question, okay? Accused. Players who have tested positive or there's otherwise been real solid proof that they were involved with performance-enhancing drugs, I think that Hall of Fame writers are entitled to make their own judgment about those players as to whether they think that performance-enhancing drugs or their use of performance-enhancing drugs should prevent them from being in the Hall of Fame. You cannot determine who used performance-enhancing drugs by the way a player looks. It's simply not possible. The one and only Michael Strahan. Always good to talk to you. Hopefully next time it won't be, what, 14 years you get to <laughs> encouraging people to be better and do better and, and that's what i love man so thank you i appreciate you i'm talking about none other than common well i ended up in fam just because i wanted to major in business and fam you had the illustrious school of business then i found out that business was the key that's what i wanted to do nba all-star chris paul that was great to bring it back to one salem state university uh black college something that my city had never seen before may never see again and just having a up close and personal feeling with LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Melodes. It was exciting. I'm grateful for those guys coming out. He is Stephen A. Smith. Congratulations on all the things y'all have done. Congratulations. Keep up the hard work. Went to Salem State where I had an absolute ball. The only part that was bad uh, was the basketball because my first year there, I cracked my kneecap in half. If I had one thing that I could do over, it would be that I would be there 100% healthy so I could really showcase what I could do. But outside of that, there's absolutely nothing that I would have changed. It was the greatest years of my life. Simone Biles. I guess I just go in there with a positive, open mind of just doing what we do in training and going out there and doing the best that we can do and just have fun with it. I didn't really think of the outcome, but I knew that we had been training hard and we were re- we were just ready. Greatest football player to ever play, Jim Brown. Muhammad Ali was a principal person in the country at the time, and he stood up and said that he was not going to the service because it was against his religion. 
called All the Top Black Athletes Together, along with Carl Stoke, the first black mayor of a major city. So I'm glad you brought that particular incident up. Snoop Dogg is on the mic. Pay attention. Oh, man, thank you for having me play in a real way. I mean, I'm so honored. Still, you football league has done so many wonders. We got over 200 kids that have graduated from high school. We have over 50 kids that have going to Division One. Kyrie Irving. Playing a Duke for Coach K. What was that like and how that prepared you for the league now? Playing 11 games, you know, a lot of people think that's not a you know, big package for you to become a better player, but for me it was. Playing for Coach K, he gave me the keys to, to the car and I was driving it in first eight games and you know, being a part of something special like that and having a brotherhood built at an institution such as that one is an experience that you never forget. Ice Cube has been our guest. Hey man, thanks for letting me talk a little music, movies, and sports. Hey, my favorite three topics. Hey everybody, what's going on? This is Anthony Anderson, international movie star and funny mother. <laughs> and you're listening to From the Press Box to Press Row. From the Press Box to Press Row is the sports talk show that is the voice and the talk of HBCU sports with a player for pro sports talk and entertainment. Check the show out online at www.boxtorow.com. That's From the Press Box to Press Row, real, relevant, radio. As mentioned, three years ago, almost three years ago to the day, had a chance to sit down with Pro Football Hall of Famer Joe Gibbs, also getting ready at that time to be inducted into the NASCAR Hall of Fame. And we had a great conversation uh, with him, made the drive from Raleigh to Charlotte for like a 10-minute conversation, but it was so well worth it to be able to sit down and talk NASCAR to be able to sit down and talk uh, NFL to be able to sit down and talk Washington football with the one and only Joe Gibbs. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it, Donald. Uh, getting a chance to speak to you, and I just found out you're a Redskins fan. I'm all fired up. <laughs> <laughs> Big time Redskins fans. We'll talk a little bit more about that. What is it? I mean, you're already in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, three Super Bowls. What does it now mean? to be inducted into the NASCAR Hall of Fame? Well, when you get uh, something like this and you think about it, for me, my entire life has been teams. And I found that I was a very poor athlete, so I made up my mind I was always going to be in team sports, (laughs) not individual sports. And if you do that, you can kind of hide on good teams and get some of the credit when you win. And I've done the same thing in NASCAR, really. uh, we got great people, you know, over 500 people there working at um, our race team, and they've done the work, and then I get shoved up front. Um, but I've been so blessed. To, I know I'm one of the most, I guess, luckiest people in the world because I've been able to enjoy two great times in my life and careers, football and racing. Most people in life never get one. And I've got two, so I, I realized how fortunate I am and how many people it took to get me here. <laughs> and then also, I mean, with that, going in with Tony Stewart and Bobby Labonte, who were two of, I guess, your first and second drivers, as a matter of fact, when you got into this. Yeah, yeah. I, actually, uh, those two guys, um, first of all, they gave us three of our championships, Bobby the first and then Tony with two. I got so many memories of those guys and fun things we did, and a few times, a few intense <laughs> things with Tony. Yeah. But uh, we joke about that all the time. But I think the fact that uh, those two guys, really what's happened in racing, when you get in it, 
we, you know, I originally um, met with uh, Interstate Batteries. We didn't have a driver. We didn't have a race shop or anything. And so when we recruit and get going with your drivers and everything, to have those two guys, they really had a lot to do with building our race team and getting wins and us being able to get sponsors. So they were a big part of our history. How does one go from being winning three Super Bowls and being a Hall of Fame football coach to getting into NASCAR? Well, I, like I said, I'm probably the f- most fortunate guy in the world. When we were enjoying football, and our whole family did, um, both J.D. and Coy played in college, and Coy uh, played at Stanford and everything, and then, you know, we all enjoyed football. I was coaching it. And so as we grew up in that world, the two boys, though, as they came along, J.D. and Coy, they were all on everything that had a motor. They were on it, go-karts, jet skis, motocross bikes. And so we would go to races. We loved races. I had hot rods and stuff when I was a teenager growing up in Southern California. And so the farther we went, the boys said, hey, Dad, can we, you know, hey, we'd like to start a race team. And it was, kind of, it was really a dream. And we put a dream on a sheet of paper. We didn't have anything. And visited Norm Miller at Interstate Batteries in Dallas, and he said, let's do this. And so that's kind of our history. Our history was we were in football all the fun things in football, but all of us love motorsports, and the two boys were always involved with something, racing something, and so that's really kind of our history. Wow, so I, I would assume that same drive, as it were, in football, you brought that to NASCAR. I mean, three Super Bowl champions, four uh, NASCAR Cup Series championships. Well, I think the, the um, it's, it's still t- it's teamwork, and what I found – the whole time I was in football, grew up in it, I was more the technical person over there because you design plays, call plays, and be the coach. When I moved to racing, that I did not grow up in racing. I wasn't a technical person. So with the race team, I tried to pick the people, keep the sponsors happy, and I told everybody my biggest thrill is to try and pay the bills the first of every month. <laughs> so <laughs> a different role. But I found that both those worlds are so close to each other because they all evolve around people, competition, and if you get the right people together, you're going to be successful. The Super Bowl championships, um, any one of them, three of them, three different quarterbacks, any one of them more special than the other? No, I don't really think so. I mean, it's hard. You can't separate those, all for different reasons. Obviously, our first one with everybody, Joe Theismann, but – the thing I like to emphasize, we played great defense and great special teams those years. We were well balanced. So the first one was the first one, and that's so special and everything that goes there. And the second one was when we had the great second quarter there, down 10 nothing, and Doug Williams' story and everything that was wrapped into that. And, again, our defense did such a great job for us and teams. And then the last one, 91, was with that, that team just had a real closeness to it. And um, I think if you look at all three of them, totally different, a thrill. You couldn't express, you know, I try and express what that meant to us, and you can't. They're just all special and different. And uh, loved every minute of it, and it was a thrill. How are you, I mean, obviously you're into this. It's going well for you. I mentioned four Cup Series championships. Um, you, you don't have any plans to re- 
five, five Cup Series championships. You don't. Have, I, I don't want to short you. I don't want to short you, Coach. Uh, uh, no, no plans to retire anytime soon, right? Yeah, no, I think they'll probably uh, carry me out. <laughs> I think I don't know what I'd do. Really, I can't go home because Pat don't want me hanging around there. Uh, but you know, I, I just, I just love being a part of the action. I love, honestly, every weekend. We go to the racetrack and, and trying to compete against the best race teams in the world, try and win, the thrill of that. I don't think I would ever be happy if I'm not involved in something competitive that you're trying to accomplish something. I think that's kind of my world. The one and only Joe Gibbs. been a tough time for Coach Gibbs. His son, J.D., had passed away in January of 2019, about a year before we did that interview. And then... His son, Coy, passed away just this past November. So, wow, tough time for uh, Coach Gibbs. Our thoughts and prayers are with him. So, we had a chance uh, in 2021 to catch up with Joey Logano, who is the defending Cup Series champion. Had a chance to catch up with him right here on the program. Doing pretty good. Now, let me ask you, have you always driven the Ford Mustang throughout the course of your career? Um, for the most part, the last, uh, shoot, was about the last eight years or so I've been driving a Ford. So most of my career at this point, yes. Okay, what, what did you drive before the Ford? I drove a Toyota before that, but um, the, the old Blue Oval's been running pretty well for me. Yeah, I think what's interesting, and, and to your point, you mentioned challenging. I mean, I, th- I think coming in when you're working with new people, that's a challenge in of itself. And then you add COVID-19 to that. So with that, what was it like uh, working with Paul Wolf as your crew chief for the first time last year? Yeah, I think that's what, 100% is what made it a lot harder because we didn't know each other very well. So it's just start the season, right? And we didn't have the opportunity to really get to know each other well. And, and without practice, that's kind of the main way you get to know your crew chief is working on the car together through practice and, and working on, you know, what's important to, to my, me as a driver or, or what he thinks about strategy and, my, and I do too, right? And even during the races, having all that stuff planned out before stuff um, is it, really hard to do when you don't have practice, let me tell you. Uh, but I feel like, we've, like I guess that we made good gains to where we were very competitive at the end of the year. Game Joey Logano drives the number 22 for Team Penske, joins us here on Box to Road. The Daytona 500 kicks off the NASCAR season Sunday, 2.30 p.m. Eastern. You can watch it on Fox. I think it's interesting because you guys started off the season back-to-back wins at Las Vegas and Phoenix. Um, and then, I, I, you know, talk about the challenges of trying to get back on track uh, again with a new crew chief in the midst of COVID, and you ultimately did get back on track, uh, as you mentioned, finishing third uh, in the final standings. Yeah, I mean, it, like I said, it was it was hard because we went through a bit of a, a tough time through through the summer months. Um, you know, trying to get our our Shell Pencil Mustang back to to the those winning ways that we were used to the first couple races of the year. Um, you know, and and those are the moments where yeah, you, you definitely. It's more trying for sure, and you become stronger at the end of them. You know, you always get stronger while you're in the trench. Um, you know, and that's kind of those moments it was. And I felt like at the end of the year, it probably helped us that we went through that. Um, but just not fun at the moment <laughs> when you're in it. But uh, all is good now. Yeah, but I mean, true, right? But you know, if you look at it, okay, three wins. I mean, you finished third ultimately. I know you want to win it, but you finished third ultimately. Uh, Twelve top fives. Uh, 
21 top tens. I mean, that's that's not bad. Not good enough. Never good enough. But, uh, you're always looking for more, man. You're never never satisfied. Never um, you know complacent and and uh, you know happy with what's there. You know, you always got to be hungry, uh, looking for more, looking for more trophies, more wins, um, you know, more championships. And then I think that's what's kind of kept us uh, as a strong team for a long time is that we're just always looking for more wherever we can get it. I mean, is there anything you can point to? I mean, I know there were many, many races, but is there anything that you can point to? Because like you said, you want to win, even though the, you know, the numbers look decent uh, that you can point to, whereas maybe in some of those top fives or some of those top tens, uh, you know, maybe something happens where you could have ultimately finished number one. Um, I mean, there's, there's, <laughs> there's a million different things that you want to look at uh, differently and, and, and see, boy, you know, maybe we could have won this one or could have won that one. Um, you know, Bristol was one that comes to my mind where we were in the lead and got crashed out late in the race. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of different, you know, things like that that will stand out to you throughout the year. Um, but at the same time, there's other there's other moments where, you know, Vegas didn't look like it was a race we were going to win. And, and next thing you know, uh, you know, we're racing and, and, you know, the caution falls at the right time. Our strategy plays out just at the right time and, and we win it, right? So it just it goes back and forth. When you have a season as long as us, you're going to have races that, uh, unfortunately, you feel like you gave away. And then there's going to be races that you feel like you stole. And uh, it eventually comes out in the wash. Last thought, uh, the Joey Logano Foundation. Talk to us a little bit about it. You, you guys have, have, have uh, uh, done some great things over the years and even more specifically last year as it relates to COVID-19. Yeah, we've done, uh, you know, COVID-19, um, obviously pandemic where it affected, like I said earlier, it affects everybody's life uh, in so many different ways. And um, I teamed up with Elevation Outreach. We put together a million-dollar response and recovery fund and, boy, we blew that through that money so quick uh, as we just saw so much need out there. And the support that we were able to receive um, from all our, our supporters, um, not just financially, but, you know, physically helping um, in, in any way possible, uh, was, was just incredible uh, to see everybody come together in such a, a trying time. Uh, and we're continuing to do the same thing this year. You know, we have a um, you know, next week here in Daytona, uh, we have a convoy, a hope truck coming. that's going to deliver essentials to uh, people that need some stuff here in Daytona. So um, trying to help out these, these local race markets where um, we really used to impact these communities more so than we do now because we used to have a couple hundred thousand people here, uh, you know, and, and now you know, there's 30,000 fans coming because of the, obviously because of the pandemic and some of the restrictions. So, you know, all those things is definitely uh you know, changed it some and, and, you know, doing these, these things try to help bridge that gap and, and give back to the, the local race markets. Driver Joey Logano joining us on the program back in 2021. Live broadcast clash from the Coliseum Saturday on our YouTube page. Check it out. 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern time. We've got more on the other side. Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. Call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. 800-303-3398. 800-303-3398. That's 800-303-3398. 
You're listening to From the Press Box to Press Row. From the Press Box to Press Row. Box to Box row. to Box to Box to back here on the program again as a reminder live broadcast from clash at the coliseum box to row going to be live at clash at the coliseum we're super excited about it on saturday 4 p.m eastern that's 3 p.m central time and 1 p.m pacific time on the box to row youtube page tell a couple of friends we're going to have interviews with drivers we're going to have interviews with other celebrities so check us out Live at the class. You can also live chat in the YouTube page as well. Comment on our Twitter page and our Instagram page as well, which will be active at Box to Row. B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W. Denny Hamlin, one of the more popular drivers in all of NASCAR. We had a chance to sit down with him back in 2018. Talk with him about that season and his career as well. How will your experience come into play as the playoffs begin this weekend as one of the better drivers on the NASCAR circuit uh, for quite some time now? Yeah, I mean, you just rely on some experience. Uh, I've been part of the playoffs for, you know, 11, 12 years now uh, or so. So it's, uh, yeah, you've got a lot of experience and you kind of know how these first few rounds play out. So you gotta you got to be aggressive, but you also got to make sure you take care of your equipment and don't give yourself a really bad finish and, and put yourself in jeopardy of uh, you know, not making it to the next round. So uh, we'll do everything we can to keep marching forward, and, and we'll see how it goes. Can you speak to what it means to be a part of Joe Gibbs racing and to be able to race for Joe Gibbs, who has had a lot of success as a NASCAR owner and, of course, a lot of success uh, as a head football coach with the Washington Redskins? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, he's done such a great job, you know, building uh, Joe Gibbs Racing and, you know, with over 500 employees now, he's he's in charge of all of them. And he, he knows how to get the most out of everyone. And that's, you know, why he's won Super Bowls. And that's why he's won, you know, NASCAR championships. And so uh, he's a great guy to work for. He's at the shop, you know, nearly every day working and talking to sponsors and things like that helping get these racetrack uh, cars to the, the racetrack every week. You know, I, f- I do follow NASCAR, but not as closely as some others may. So can you take us through, as I mentioned, you have Bush and Eric Jones as teammates. Can you kind of speak to how the whole teammate thing works? I know each guy is trying to win a race individually, but then you also, you know, have y- your teammates uh, that can kind of help you on the tr- uh, help you out on the track a little bit. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, yeah, the, you know, our season is really long, and you know, it's just you, you got to grind, and you got to, you know, you got 26 weeks, and to, to get the job done. And our new format is that you got uh, you get regular season points, and and that kind of gives you a little bit of a reward in the in the playoffs. But you know, really, for the most part, uh, you know, you've got to perform right now. Uh, if you win, that trumps any points that anybody might have accumulated throughout the season, and so. Uh, this is the time really where you're at the peak, and uh, when it comes down to that final race at Homestead, I mean, it's, it's pretty much a winner-take-all. Usually the winner or the championship winner always has to go out and win the race. So it's uh, you know, it's just a format that we, we race under now, and you've got to perform well each and every week. Sure, but I mean in terms of your, your teammates um, and, and how – um, you know, you're trying to win the race individually, but I mean, they, they can kind of help you along the way. 
Yeah, it is. And, I mean, we work together, you know, for six, six days of the week, really seven days of the week. Um, and, you know, once we get on the racetrack, we're, we're trying to win for our individual teams. And so we're doing everything we can to, you know, focus on ourselves and uh, the 18 teams focus on themselves. And so uh, the crew chiefs have a lot of dialogue throughout the week talking about setups and things that they're going to do their cars uh, to try to make them better. But uh, out on the racetrack, I mean, it, we're, we race them as far as we race anyone. Last couple of thoughts. So you're a Jordan brand athlete. So do you have like your own? Is it more like the gear? Is it more like, do you like have your own shoe? Uh, well, they make uh, my driving shoes, uh, suit and things like that. So, and, and gloves. so we are, uh, it's just a, you know, kind of a friendship partnership uh, that I have with Michael that uh, is, is, you know, grown over the last uh, six, seven years or so. Lastly, your hobbies include basketball and golf. So do you have a favorite golfer, a favorite team in basketball? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've always been a Washington Redskins fan. I, I, I grew up in Virginia. I mean, it's a, our hometown team. So I've always been a Skins fan. Uh, yeah, I like the Hornets. That's uh, where I live now in Charlotte. So Denny Hamlin joining us on the program back in 2018. Of course, he was driving at that time for Joe Gibbs. Now he is co-owner of 2311, a partnership with he and Michael Jordan. Also, Joe Gibbs, who you heard from a little bit earlier, is a minority owner, and one of their drivers is Bubba Wallace. And finally, as we count you down to Box to Rose, live broadcast from the Clash at the Coliseum taking place on Saturday, 4 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Central Time, and 1 p.m. Pacific Time. It's going to be a great time on the Box to Row YouTube page. We had a chance to catch up with Chase Elliott. Now, Chase Elliott won the Cup Series Championship in 2020. In November, we had a chance to catch up with him at that time to talk about his win. Yeah, it's been a... Yeah, I mean everything I could ever ask for, and and then some. Uh, been a amazing experience. Really, everything about the whole thing uh, is all very new to me. But I've been enjoying all of the things that have come along with it so far, and uh, certainly going to enjoy it. You know, we we don't get a, a super long off season, but first time I've, I've ever in, you know ended a year and ended it like we want to. Um, it, it's never that way if you didn't win. So. Yeah, you have to enjoy that, I feel like, and um, we certainly intend to do that. Sure. With all that has happened uh, this year, you talk about COVID-19 and, uh, you know, nothing's been normal, obviously, uh, about the, this year. Does that make it extra special? Well, this year certainly been different. I mean, the landscape has been a change from anything, you know, a NASCAR season has ever seen before. So, you know, it makes it different for sure. I don't think it takes away from a championship by any means. So, from my end, I'm I'm as grateful as I would ever be, um, and as excited as I would ever be too. So, you know, the year's been different. I think NASCAR did a really nice job to come back and and get back to racing as soon as they did. They're really kind of the first ones to take a leap and and say, hey, you know, we can still go put on races and do it safely. And I think they did that, and yeah, we were able to get back to it and end the season on time, which is which is a, a lot of hard work went into that. Yeah. I got to take you back to a couple of weeks ago in Martins. Was it like a must-win situation for you? And you did it. You must. You 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 had to win. 
you did it to ultimately put you into the position to win the championship. Take us back to Martinsville and, uh, you know, what happened there in terms of you being able to get that victory there. Yeah, I mean, obviously that was it, you know, if that weekend hadn't happened, this weekend wouldn't have even been a thought. So, you know, that that was a big one. And everything about that, the opportunity was big. That was a racetrack that I felt like we, we had had some good uh, good runs at before. We just hadn't been able to get a win. So, you know, all those things being said, we just, I felt like, focused on the things that were really important, brought a really fast car, um, and was able to execute a good enough race to get it done. So just... You know, really everything about these last two weeks went our way. And, yeah, like I said, I, hell, I couldn't ask for anything more. Yeah. That the voice of Chase Elliott drives the number nine Napa Auto Parts Chevrolet Camaro for Hendrick Motorsports. Uh, he's the third youngest driver to win the NASCAR Cup Series championship. Fifth uh, full-time, uh, uh, fifth uh, year full-time on the circuit. Joins us here on Botch to Row. Uh, what is that? Like, you got 11 wins total on the cup series you know the cup series the big boy uh series if you will and you win the championship already again the third youngest to ever do that what does that mean to you is that how special is that for you yeah it's uh it's been just crazy and another one of those things i haven't really thought a ton about um but yeah just the whole thing i mean i i I often think and, and reference just kind of that first uh, that road to that first win and and how um, it, it it can it could have been a lot longer right so I'm not complaining but there were some some tough losses on that road um, and you know to see kind of how our team has progressed and, and how I've progressed since then to have you know uh, an accolade like this now is is uh, it's changed a lot and I think we've gotten a lot better I think I've gotten a lot better I think um, we, we've become a uh, a very well-rounded race team and, and we've improved in a lot of areas, which is not always easy to do. So yeah, I think there's a lot to be proud of. Yeah. What did, what did, did, of course, what did dad say to you? What did Bill say to you? Just a lot of excitement. I mean, you know, right before the race, he said, all you gotta do is beat three guys. That was right before I walked out of the, the, <laughs> the truck. So, um, yeah, I mean, he was just excited. Yeah. He, you know, I felt like he, uh, you know, he, he was, kind of confident um before the race which was interesting i hadn't really seen him like that he felt really good about about things he didn't necessarily say that to me but i could kind of tell um and he was you know just just pumped up you know my, my mom was as well and i'm glad they were both there and both had an opportunity to see that you know those are moments that rarely happen in general but you know a lot of a lot of people don't get to experience those moments with their with their parents um so i was very lucky to uh have lived that and and Chase Elliott joining us after his victory, the Cup Series Championship back in 2020. He, along with all of the others that you heard, going to be part of the clash at the Coliseum on Sunday, and that's going to be airing on Fox. We'll be there, but again, on Saturday, Box Tarot live from the clash at the Coliseum, 4 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Central Time, and 1 p.m. Pacific time on the Box to Row YouTube page. Check us out. My time is about up. I thank you for yours. And we're going to talk plenty of Super Bowl on next week. Tom Brady retires. We'll talk more about that. And for more information on Box to Row, log on to our website, boxtorow.com. 
And always remember to support those that support your box. Tarot is produced by DW Communications.